Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. It feels good to be back on video, Naylor. We're on the YouTube, my man. Hopefully. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) I was just telling Naylor off air, I used to live stream quite a bit uh, back in 2017, 18, 19. Took a break the last couple years, and uh, here we are, 2022. This is... um, you know, one of my first videos of this style in a while. So thanks to everybody who's watching. We got like five people out there watching Rook. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys. How's it going, guys? (laughs) I really appreciate it. (laughs) And uh, to all of our friends in podcast land, thanks for listening to the show. We got Naylor Taliaferro from the LCR Media Podcast in the house. What's up, Rook? What's going on, Paul? How are you? Good. I'm really ex- excited to hear about your business. Um, you were telling me off air, it's a lot of difficulties, a lot of problems you're solving. So we're going to talk about that today. What year is this of clean cut lawn care? This is uh, actually year eight. I always get a little confused because I started part-time one year, but I, I want to like count it from when I went full-time, you know, like, so this is my eighth full-time year, eighth year being full-time, eighth season since I've been full-time. So 2014, was when it uh when it all started so six seven eight yep eight years awesome well let's thank today's show sponsor and that's our friends at jobber uh, today's episode is brought to you by jobber jobber is the software i use to organize and manage my business from quoting a project to getting paid jobber software brings everything together to make projects easy to manage and customer experiences seamless giving you more time back in your day so you can get paid faster If you're looking to stay organized and scale your business, head on over to getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the links in the show notes. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Well, guys, I'm really excited to get to chat today. Oops. Let's start that one over. (laughs) Edit that out, Mr. Producer. (laughs) I, I uh, when I wear the headsets that you wear, I don't bang on the right. thing there. The, they no one have time to hear that. Uh, well, guys, welcome to today's video. I'm so excited to have Naylor Taliaferro in the house. Back in 2018, Naylor, do you remember we we're hanging out at Waffle House, eating breakfast, and I was telling you, you know, I'm thinking about starting this podcast. And you're like Nike yeah. man. You're like, just do it, go for it. Here we are, almost 700 episodes into this thing. And you have your yeah, own show what, now, the LCR Media Podcast. Yeah, it was exciting to be at, at the actual radio studio for one, to like see a radio s- studio station, you know, the whole, the studio inside the station, and then p- record some podcasts there, you know, similar setup to what you have now with the head headsets and the mics, and but it was like a soundproof studio and all that was pretty cool to, to, to get that jumping off while we were there. And I was doing the get to know the pro series on YouTube and it was a good time for sure. And that was the very beginning stages of the green industry podcast. And I remember asking you just for clarity, once again, I remember asking you about podcasting because I was thinking about like, what could I do with the get to know the pro series? Maybe podcasts would be kind of like a fun evolution of that. And you're like, it's a lot of work, Rook. And I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna, maybe I'll put that on the back burner for now. Cause you were just, starting to figure it out yourself. So. I didn't even have a name. I was like, what, what, what should we call it? You know, yeah. like the green right. industry podcast. And you're like, yeah. and you, I don't know if you remember this. You're actually like, you're like, you said something along the lines of, well, that's pretty simple. I, I'd go with that. I didn't know if you were just like being like, 
dude, this thing's going to flop just whatever. Or if you, cause no. you were so nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, go for it. You know? <laughs> so I was like, all right, green industry podcast, you know? Uh, yeah, no, that's great because I think we had talked about it back then where, you know, I titled my YouTube channel lawn care rookie because I wanted yeah, lawn care. You did to say that. I help. remember you yeah, saying that. Right. So it'll be back then. I mean, now it's lawn care is so saturated. Probably it's not as impactful, but back then eight years ago, well, back when I, yeah, when I started my YouTube channel eight years ago, shortly after I started my lawn care business, you know, that there wasn't that many people on YouTube in lawn care. And there was, so, so whenever anyone searched lawn care or anything like that, the few things that were there pop up. So I wanted lawn care to be in the name of my channel to hopefully help with searchability. And then I just put rookie in there because that's what I was. I was just mm-hmm. starting out. I didn't want people to think I was trying to give any expert advice or anything. I wasn't one of those guys. I was just fumbling and bumbling and doing my thing, learning from trial and error and, you know, coming up with some fun tricks and tips here and there, but mainly just fumbling and stumbling and having a good time sharing my story with the community. But that's why I thought about green industry podcast. I'm like, well, it's the green industry. So like that, if people are searching anything around green industry, hopefully that'll help boost the podcast. And I mean, your podcast is pretty successful now, so that might've contributed to it. Not sure. Just saying. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Yeah. Between <laughs> you helping to pick the name and then the best producer. Well, you picked the name. <laughs> right. Well, you, you, you really encouraged yeah. me and, and Caleb Allman and, and uh, Payjack and Ring and Joe and, and so many others. You guys really encouraged me to go with this um, program. And then when Mr. Producer got involved, um, that was yeah. powerful because he, he took it to a whole nother level because guys were saying, hey, we can't really hear what you're saying. And we're around on the mower because I had this raggedy audio. And so Mr. Producer fixed that for me. Then we had maybe like seven or eight months where everyone was making fun of me for um, claiming I had a producer, even though I did. <laughs> I don't know if you caught right. all that. That was so annoying. Yeah, and, uh, I just remember you saying that, but yeah, that was yeah, because everyone, <laughs> Brian's like, Paul, you know, we know you don't really have a producer. I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> but now you guys uh, have him as well. Yeah, and he is real. Yep. Or someone's <laughs> cashing our checks. <laughs> yeah. No, I've talked to him on the phone. Brian has, Caleb has, we all know. And he sounds exactly like he does on our podcast. It's kind of creepy, but cool at the same time. Yeah. You're like, are you a real person? Like you sound like this 24 seven, like you can never shut this off. Like you don't have to get your radio voice. It <laughs> no, like that's how he sounds in real life. Exactly. It is, it is bizarre. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, it's good times. And we've come a long way for sure. And we're having a lot of fun with it, you know, sharing a lot of a lot with our community and, and helping the community grow. It's been a good time. Good journey. Yes. Well, I've been wanting to get you on Monday, Tuesday. Somehow you're pretty smart. You're like, it's going to rain on Thursday. And I'm thinking, how do you know it's going to rain on Thursday? These meteorologists, they don't know Jack, man. They they're all over the place. 50% yeah. chance of rain tomorrow. Well, no kidding. Maybe it'll rain. Maybe it won't. <laughs> or they'll throw 40 or 60, but it's like, and then if it does, like I told you it would, but you really called it on Monday. You're like, it's going to rain on Thursday. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was going to rain all day, but it ended up starting to rain around. They said it was going to be more like afternoon, like lunchtime. So I'm like, all right, well, let me keep getting stuff done. So, um, you know, that's why I, thank you for being flexible and kind of waiting on me to give you, I try to give you as much heads up as possible, but I was hoping to do it normally before mowing season started. Normally I would do stuff from like four o'clock on, like we would always finish the day before four sometimes, you know I mean? We're not shoveling mulch past four. We're not trimming You know, we're not doing cleanups past at the time it would get dark really early anyway. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it's winter going into spring, no daylight saving, saving switch over. So it was getting dark anyway. So I always try to be done by four. So I would always just book anything, whether I was coming in here and doing, you know, a solo episode, or I was doing this where I was scheduled with someone, I always try to do it from four o'clock on. So that's what, what I've been trying to continue, but with the mowing season starting the second weekend, it's been a little hectic to say the least we had rained last. I mean, it's the spring, right? So it rained like crazy one day last week, which messed everything up and every yard takes, I like Mitchell said this on his most recent Mitchell, uh, Mitchell's lawn care, um, uh, on his recent YouTube video, shout out to him. He said, uh, I love his, his expression. He said, you know, I'm gonna try and get all my yards done today. But I say try because, you know, with the first time having your boots on the lawn, I love that expression. Like, have you heard boots on the ground? Yeah. Like that's a popular expression. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, you know, first time boots on the lawn since last, you know, fall, 
you never know what, what you're going to expect. And it's going to take some time. Some lawns might take longer than others. And, and he is hundred percent right. So anyway, those first cuts are going to take longer. So this four o'clock thing hasn't been working out for me so well the past week and a half. That's why I was just like, Paul, what about tomorrow? What about tomorrow, Paul? What do you mean? Paul's like, just tell me when you're going to actually be there. And I'll, I'll be there. I'm like, all right, Thursday, definitely Thursday. Yeah. But as a podcast host, now you're one of my best friends. So it's, we just shoot each other straight, but it, it is people don't realize how much goes into a podcast because yeah. when you interview hundreds of people, this happens more times than it doesn't happen. You know, some, there's yeah. always a schedule conflict. And so people, they have no idea how much time we put you, Caleb, Brian, myself, and the rest of the guys that are starting on board. It's so much time because you're syncing up moving part schedules. You know, everyone pretty much we have on is an entrepreneur and, and all of our schedules are like, you know, we're not like nine to five sitting in a comfy air conditioning right. studio. It's like, yeah, well, 10 or 10 30, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, <laughs> I'll be here. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got a tornado that. going on, but uh, yeah, let's hit record. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And you got a tornado that, warning going yeah, on. Right yeah. I'm in the middle of a tornado warning. I keep checking the, checking the app and checking the news. It looks like it's moved past us, but it's uh, still in the general viewing area. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's always something, right. But, uh, um, that something that for, for us to overcome, right. There's, there's a lot of challenges out there and you have to adapt and overcome, but, um, also there's studio time. Like I actually have a studio that I have to, you know, rec- I have to, uh, Request book it. time for, wow. you know what I mean? So it's not like I can just roll up in here whenever I feel like it. I mean, after hours I can, like if I want to come in at seven o'clock or whatever, after a long day, there's not going to be anyone really here. There could be once in a blue moon, there was somebody here at like seven o'clock. I was like, oh man, I look in the, in the porthole in the window and there's people in here. I'm like, all right, so much for that. But normally, you know, people like leave, it's an office, an office building type setting. So people just go home at like five, six o'clock, but uh, during a day, you know, I got to book this out and make sure that no one else takes the time. So yet again, that's one more part of our infrastructure as hosts. You know, you book this time and then you're trying to arrange this stuff. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of finagling sometimes for sure. Yeah, totally. Well, I've had Naylor on the Green Industry podcast so many times and we've normally talk about community events and what's going on in the lawn care community. And today I want to laser focus in on your actual business. You're in year eight at Clean Cut Lawn Care. It's been really cool for me and many others on YouTube to watch you because you started posting your stories. Um, well, not your story, not like Instagram stories, but you, right. you start documenting your journey back year one and two as you started. And then you start talking about getting employees and growing. And now here we are in year eight. And it's like the growing pains and the, um, as you were saying, the difficulties you're going through with, with having um, enough employees because you've been short staffed and things of that nature. So I want you to share your lawn care story today, where you're at currently and, and your solutions for this season to be as profitable as possible. Because I know last year didn't quite go you know, when we were talking in the spring, we're playing. And then we're talking in January at the podcast summit. You're like, well, that didn't go as planned. <laughs> so <laughs> so how, how are you bouncing back this year? Not that last year was a complete wash, but it, right. there, last year there were some struggles at clean cut lawn care with, you know, external, yeah. external factors. Yeah. There was a lot, a lot of learning opportunities last year. Last year would be like year seven then. And, uh, you know, right from day one, when I decided to leave my career in retail management, you know, I made a good salary, but had no quality of life. And I just needed to hard reset my life at that point. Um, and, you know, transitioned into lawn care because I love that as a homeowner, but I'm like, all right, well now how do I be a professional? And that's a whole nother thing. So that's how I stumbled upon YouTube and the community because I was doing research. So, but I mean, I, I right from day one, I, I, I had my own plans. Like I wanted this to be a career, like it needed to replace my current career. Like I had bills to pay. Like I wanted to replace my current salary at the time of retail management and, you know, hopefully surpass that. Cause you know, your expenses grow in life. As well, you when you live, older. when you live on a lake, you know, what do you, what do you expect when you have a lake for a property, man? That ain't cheap. Uh, that didn't live yeah. high on the hog, man. <laughs> that didn't come to way. After, <laughs> we lived in a townhouse that we were renting back in my retail management days. When I changed over to lawn care, I mean, it was, it was, uh, we were, we had some humble, humble, uh, beginnings there. We were just doing what we had to do crammed in a little townhouse with two, two young children and my wife and all that. And it was scary because I, she had a full-time job also. I keep trying to remember to say that whenever this, my, my story comes up or whatever, but she had a full-time job at that time, which I would have not been able to have just quit retail Mm -hmm. and went into zero income and tried to get it 
up as quickly as possible, I wouldn't have been able to, I would have had to wait for the boat to be closer to the dock. Right. I wouldn't have been able to just jump so far into the boat and be like, all right, we're off. Let's go. If she didn't have a job because she was able to at least supplement our income, you know, she, she couldn't pay for it by herself. I almost could basically my retail manager salary paid for all of our necessities and her full time was like, Hey, now we can save, we can, you know, uh, plan for vacations and all these fun things. And we were, we were living the dream and she was all happy. And I'm over here like depressed and dying inside because I was in this career that was just sucking my life away. And I didn't like how my life was going, but so fortunately she had the full-time job allowed me to make that jump, you know, sooner Mm-hmm. jump farther out there so that I could, I could just hit the, hit the ground running and then as quickly as possible, get my income up to where I needed it to be. And the two of us combined could, could maintain all of our, our stuff. You know, we didn't have a mortgage, we had rent to pay things like that, but it was still expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Our kids were in, you know, elementary school and stuff, but it's still expenses. Now it's <laughs> totally different expenses. You got college and high school. That's a totally different type of expense, but, uh, and, and, and a mortgage and all that stuff. But, but, you know, basically I had a plan right from day one to make sure that I could make this a business, sustainable business. And, and the, the quickest thing is I would do it in five-year increments, mm-hmm. you know? So the first five years, I wanted to do all the groundwork, build up this business to a sustainable level, find the right services, the right equipment for those services, the right clients and the right areas that those clients are in those four, probably in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then obviously all the infrastructure, you know, try and find a CRM and, you know, figure out what would I do with payroll when that happens and taxes and all what these things. What do you things. do for payroll, by the way? What company do you use? I never uh, asked you that. Yeah, I, I use QuickBooks and uh-huh. um, I did a lot of research and I asked Caleb back in the day, actually. I was like, Caleb, what do you use? I, I asked a bunch of people with big companies, Yeah, you know, and they've got a lot of full-time guys. I, I look up at those folks. Cause I mean, I'm just trying to look for part-time guys. I figure if I can use their mo- use them as a model, you know, if they're, yeah. they've got guys with benefits and all this stuff. So, um, Caleb and a lot of other folks were like QuickBooks. Caleb's like, yeah, QuickBooks, man. It's super easy. You know, you can print it an official check and it's just like you worked at, you know, target or something with a yeah. pay stub and everything. And, or you can do direct deposits, super simple. I was like, cool. So enough people said that, and, you know, Caleb really sealed the deal. So that's, that's what we looked into. And that's, that's what we, we use. We use that for, um, we also use it for, for bookkeeping, uh, um, purposes too, right? We send all of our quarterly stuff to our CPA and all that. But the main thing was for payroll. I, I think we were using it before, before that. And then I had to pay more for the payroll part of QuickBooks has multiple So, Cause I've never plans. explored that in, in QuickBooks, but with the, um, the FICA, FUCA, SUCA, <laughs> workers, comp, <laughs> all that stuff, does it kind of, is there like a template that it guides you through? So you, you're withholding all that or how do you, how do you figure yeah, all that it, out? It, it, it does it all for oh, you. Wow. Like it's super easy. So when you sign up for the, I don't even know what it's called, but the payroll part of QuickBooks, like if you just get regular QuickBooks, that's one thing, right? You can invoice if you want to, yeah. you know, you can obviously all your, all of your books are on there so that you can do your taxes and all that. But if you do the payroll part, it literally has a whole section all dedicated to that. And all you have to do is input the employees. It actually has the forms and files per your state that you can print up or email them to the, to your employees. So they can just type it in there or you print it and have them fill it out. And then you have to just enter, you know, they claim zero or they claim one and you literally just fill out a couple of quick things and it just saves it all in there. Do they want direct deposit? Here's their account number. And and, uh, QuickBooks does everything for you. They withhold all the right taxes because, uh, you know, you set up your, your checking account and everything with them and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And they take out all the proper taxes for the employees, all the payroll taxes, all the stuff that, you know, our, our people probably are, are intimidated about. But QuickBooks right. does all that for you. And uh, they, they direct deposit everything for you. You just input the hours and all that. Wow. It's just You just input the stuff and it does it all for you. Nice. It, t- it tells you when taxes are due, all this stuff, man. It's like, it's super easy. You just need to know how to use it. You know, my wife got trained on QuickBooks for her previous job. The one that I, that she had when I left to get into lawn care, they trained her on QuickBooks. She went to some seminar for a couple of days. So that worked out because now she knows QuickBooks, yeah, which is cool. beneficial for my business. So, yeah. And they, I don't know if you know this, they just teamed up with us at greenstreetpodcast.com. So you, I, oh, I, I, I saw something on Instagram. So you have like a code with QuickBooks or something? Yeah. Green Industry Podcast Resource Center. You can just click on the QuickBooks link there. And, um, that's awesome. Yes. I was like, sweet, but I didn't even know this about it. I just yeah. know that I have, I don't want to go down a 
rabbit hole already. <laughs> you can, <laughs> but I, well, the, the only thing I basically use it for is I take a picture of my receipts and then it puts it on there. And then my bookkeepers making it, Joey, you know, take it from there. Um, yeah. and it's synced to my business checking account. So every single thing that happens in my business, the checking account automatically does the, the QuickBooks thing. But, um, yeah, and that, that's what most people think of QuickBooks as, but there's a whole payroll aspect of it that I guess not everyone knows. Um, and that's, that really helps you run, run your business. There's even an app that, that I have downloaded on my phone. If I, if I wanted, like I've done it like early on with like when my wife would, uh, at a specific job, that job that she had at that time, she would have to travel sometimes. And she, you know, I just, would do payroll. You know, I had like one part-time guy or something at the time it was super easy, but I just yeah. look up his hours from on service autopilot, which is the CRM I use. I clock everybody in and out every day on the app for my phone. And I just, just pull their timesheets up at the end of the two weeks and I could just input their hour, you know, click on their name, click, put on the hours, submit, boom, direct deposit. We'll go through on, on Friday. It's like super That's easy. Nice. Yeah. But, um, you know, my wife does it on a computer normally, but I can do it on the phone. But anyway, so that's all kind of infrastructure that I wanted to get uh, ready in the first five years. You know, my whole premise and idea has always been think big, stay small. I don't remember if you ever remember me saying yeah. that way back in the day, but remember I do. Ring, ring, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I remember ring used to love that expression because he he's, you know, was always the big, the big multiple crew commercial residential lawn care company up there in Minnesota. And a lot of us looked up to that from a business standpoint, in addition to looking up to him as a, uh, an, a wise older uh, version of ourselves, right? Like uh, someone that we has been around. So. Well, it's uh, difficult I, enough to run one crew and I was right. there and literally he, I mean, literally guys, he had three crews in the most route dense area. Like you can look like with the naked eye and you can see one crew over here is the commercial sites. And then you can see another crew over there. And this is like, like, they, yeah, you want to talk about route density. They like own Stillwater, Minnesota. And, uh, yeah. and then they come back after he's like, watch this, Polly, watch this. He's just sitting there and the crews roll in and they unload the mowers. They flip them up. They just swap out the blade. Like he's, he really built something, um, you know, like clockwork. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. Impressive. All right, keep going though. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. He's he's killing it. That's that's what I'm saying. So, but he always got a kick out of out of me saying, you know, think big, stay small. Because sometimes my even my wife would be like, "Why are you worrying about payroll?" For for an example, maybe I don't remember specifically what it was, but mm -hmm. that's one example. And, and you don't have employees. And I'm like, well, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think big while stay small. Like I don't want to get overwhelmed or get ahead of myself, but I still want to, I still want to structure my, my small little business as if it was a big business right. because it just is going to make me, it's going to give me a more sound business. I shouldn't have to wait till I'm a million dollar business. Not that I want to be, but I shouldn't wait to be a big business to get all of this figured out. You want to figure this out stuff, st this stuff out first before it's so much easier to go forward than to go backwards. Have you heard the exciting news? Caleb and Brittany have started construction on what will be the Hardscape Academy's official headquarters for in-person training. This summer, you'll be able to go to their 8,400-square-foot facility in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, and get the hands-on training you and your crew need to improve your skill set and earn more money. If you can't attend in person, they will always have their online training resources for paper installation, retaining walls, fire pits, and step installation, along with one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. All of this can be found at thehardscapeacademy.com. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, thehardscapeacademy.com is for you. And that link is in today's show notes. Hey, landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. 
We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. So that would just be a mess. So I'd really focused on that, you know, five years, five-year plan. So the first five years was to get to a one crew or to get to like start hiring employees. And that's what I did. You know, mm-hmm. one part-time employee here, another part-time employee there. And I've gone through a few employees over, over those last uh, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I've learned a lot as well. But the second half, the next five years is, can I get to the plans to get to the second crew. And just, that's my ultimate goal is just to have a couple of crews, not to have like a big million dollar business, you know, maybe two crews should generate about half a million, you know, easy based on what services you're offering. But I just, I, I'm a lawn maintenance focus on mowing fertilization and weed control. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy. It gives me full control over people's turf of their lawn. The only right. thing I can't control is, is their watering, but I give them a lot of tips and advice because I, you know, I don't want you killing my grass that I've been taking care of. It's my grass just as much as it's their grass. Right. Cause I'm taking care of it. I don't, I don't I, it almost upsets me. I don't want to waste their money and my time right. treating their lawn and they're not taking care of it. It's like, why, why are we going to do this? If you're not going to water it properly or whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut it properly, all that stuff. So that's what I really focus on. That to me is, is, is what I try to scale. And I've been doing it organically for the most part, a couple of times over the last few years when I had a good crew without a crew leader, that's always been something that's eluded me as well as a lot of people in this industry. Um, so I've always been that crew leader in the truck, but at least I've had a gut, a good handful of a couple of part-time employees over the years that have helped me keep keep that core in place and keep growing, you know, like having that loyal base of, you know, 40 to 50 clients and then keep building on that mm-hmm. to get up to 60, 70, whatever, um, over the last few years. And that that's just really, um, been, been ultimately the focus. Uh, I think last year I, I got up to 90 something accounts total and, 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 and it just really got kind of it really started to get squirrely because that's when we had the great resignation as I guess they call it now, like this thing where no one wants to work. They just appreciate life and, and time and to put a positive spin on it, I guess, you know, they just figure I'm not going to work. I'm just going to do something else. And I just, I, I can't oh. figure it out, but it's like, Oh man. And a lot of the, a lot of people also are starting their own businesses. So a lot of the crew leaders and management type people that, you know, we would have in our business, hopefully mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, they started their own business. So, mm-hmm. but when they, when it comes time where they outgrow themselves and now they need employees, they're going to be stuck in the same situation that they put us in by leaving to start their own business, thinking that that's the great thing to do. And it might be for, you know, obviously it is for us, but it's not, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of creating more of a problem too. Uh, if we don't, if we don't figure this out. So anyway, staffing has always been an issue in this industry. And last year really went downhill fast. And I thought I had a good team and they just started falling apart. I'm trying to like hire more people and I can't even hang on to the people I already have. And I'm like, what in the world? So it just kind of went downhill fast. And I found myself with like one part-time guy that was just fall, just really like declining and performance had been working for me for three years and things just really got out of hand and I was losing customers and, um, so on and so forth. And why were you I just losing had to, customers? Because we weren't able to show up on Thursday when, <laughs> when we told them they were supposed to be there on Thursday. We, you know, I, I emailed them, Hey, we're not going to be there till Friday. And I guess doing that a couple of times, you know, these high maintenance folks are like, I don't, you know, I understand that staffing's hard or labor is tough, but this is not up to our expectation. You said you're going to be here every Thursday and we expect you to be here every Thursday. It's not, it's not acceptable that you're here on a Friday. Yeah. Oh I literally, I, I, I lost a customer one oh. time. I don't know if you remember that yard. I, well, I better we're on YouTube. <laughs> I lost a customer one time, one time I didn't show up on Thursday and I texted him at like 1 PM. I usually go Thursday morning in my car. What, what happened? The fuel pump. Yeah. It was a fuel pump went out in my truck 
Yeah. As I'm driving to get the stuff in the morning, get old check A. And uh, <laughs> I, so I text him. I said, hey, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, something happened in my truck. We're working on it right now. Um, I'll be there first thing tomorrow morning. And then they hit me with the old, you know, we're moving in another direction. <laughs> One time, that was just one Thursday morning I missed. It wasn't like I was a no call, no show. I I, I texted him. So at least you got a couple in there before. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Old Karen and Jeffrey. (laughs) Oh man. I swear. I I, I don't, you know, but my thing is those people just don't, you know, they don't deserve me, honestly, is what it is. Like I, I, I'm, I was over those people. Those people were just waiting. Some wise folks, peers have told me like, you, you know, people like that would have somehow or another would have uh, something else would have happened down right. the road. You know what I right. mean? Like, they're just not your, your ideal client. If they're going to be petty like that or whatever, like the, yeah. the true people that you want are the people like, and so it was a huge dynamic, right? I had those people. And then I had the people that would say, you don't need to apologize. Cause of course I would say, I apologize for any inconvenience, you know, like and being all professional. And, you know, then I have the people, the loyal people that I've had for eight years yeah. that would say, don't worry about it. You don't need to apologize. Yeah. You know, we Reason- understand reasonable, but yeah. the whole, the whole point of it is you wouldn't have missed the Thursday Mo if, if the staffing, if everything exactly. was in the rhythm and routine, it should have been a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I was getting really angry and, and discouraged and blaming things on my employees. And like, why are they doing this to me? And like, you know, they're keeping me from my family dinners and all this stuff and having to work on Saturdays and Sundays in some cases. And it was just crazy working in the dark, taking care of this commercial property, put lights on my mower and go do it in the dark because I didn't have time to do it during the day. And just so on and so forth. And I was just getting, I was just really getting in a bad headspace, and I had to really just soft reset, mm-hmm. um, my, you know, my business and really kind of restructure it. You know, I, I, the, the last employee that I had was, that was declining, had been working for me for three years. And he, uh, he, I just finally couldn't, I didn't want to go into the, the, the off season with him. Like to me, it was like deadwood at that point, you know, like no offense, but you know, it, it is what it is. And you have to make these tough decisions. It was hard for me because he had been for me for so long and I, I'd known him for so long. And it was also hard to see him decline like this. It was mm-hmm. personal issues that kept getting in the way. I could tell and all these things that were going on personally with him that he would share and not share, but I would pick up on. Mm-hmm. And then there was all this professional stuff. He wasn't on time anymore. He always had issues mm-hmm. calling out, you know, having to leave early, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, I am not carrying somebody through the winter like that or period. So I let him go. But shortly before that happened, one of my old part-time original part-time employees, old good old Dale. Dale Carnegie. He, uh, he, yeah. <laughs> Dale Carnegie. That's not it. You remember us. I know it's not his real last name, Taylor. <laughs> oh, but man, I didn't know old. that before you told me. I, 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 I thought he was really Dale Carnegie. Apparently that's a famous author. You told me. Yes, exactly. But anyway, good, good old Dale came back. And I made him full time and put him on salary. Um, and he also brought to my attention when I was at the GIE with you folks, and he was taking care of everything with my with that other part time employee. He was like, "Hey, I don't want to be that guy, but man, he's you know, so and so is just like he was just not with it, you know, last week. He just never showed up on time. It seemed like as soon as he got a call from his girlfriend, just like you know." just messed up his whole day and all this stuff. And he would forget to do this and forget to do that. And I, and so that to me was the biggest aha moment. Like when I was by myself with him and then I've had other peers in, in my area say the same thing. They were saying it at my house, actually, when you were up there mm-hmm. over the summer for the, your podcast tour and I invited a whole bunch of Virginia guys. That was fun. Talk. Yeah, that was a good time. They were all talking around the, around the fire pit there and they were saying, all, all they're all talking about the same stuff, right? Yeah. All the employee issues that they were having and, and all the things that they were letting go, like they were there or they were um, making acceptable, like people being late and calling out, all right, well, will you be here tomorrow? Like the desperation, you know, that we were getting into just to get, try and get this work done that we are had, that we had commitments for. Um, but, you know, so, so it's not like it was just me, but that was kind of an unfortunate thing where we would just turn a blind eye or, or accept these things. And it was just getting so frustrating, but I was just like, whatever, I got nobody else. I can't find anyone that lasts more than a week or a month or whatever, or a day. It's just crazy. But when Dale came back and then he told me that I was like, man, I don't want to lose Dale now because he gets frustrated with this guy. I'm like, forget it. I, like I said, I have to soft reset. 
let this dude go. Had a, we had a long conversation, paid him out for the rest of the, the week and said, you know, you don't have to come back, you know, that kind of stuff. Wow. And, um, you know, that, that, that was it. And then Dale and I kind of held it down over the winter where it's slower off season. And we, we kind of started restructuring some things and I got rid of a ton of clients. So I went from 90 something total clients. Some of those, we don't, we don't mow, we just furt. So mm-hmm. I think we were at 70 something mowing and, and a lot of that overlaps where we mow and we treat their yard, but there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people that they just push mow or their kids push mow the yard. And they mm-hmm. want us to, you know, they're the neighbors of the people we are to take care of. And they want us to treat their yard too, which is cool. But I'd rather think next year I'm going to enforce, we have to do both or nothing. Yeah. Um, this year it was it's either or, or like, you know, we're not going to do mulch or trim your shrubs or aerate and seed unless you're a client of something mowing or fertilization weed control. Like you have to be a regular client, mm-hmm. not just some random person calling up the way to, you know, get a quick uh, mulch job or get their right. bushes hacked down. Cause they got a letter from the HOA or something. I've been there, done that for so many years and I, I just need to stop. I right. want everything to be scheduled. I, I know exactly what, when to do what everyone else knows when we're going to do it and it just becomes more routine oriented. And I'd rather spend that extra time, on clients that are going to be regular, you know, appreciative clients than just these one-off transactional customers here and there. So, you know, ultimately that, so that those are some of the things that I kind of restructured in my, in my business was getting rid of a whole bunch of people um, that just were out of my, they were just a little bit further than they wanted to be, you know, PETAs, all this, all these different scenarios of why I got rid of a lot of these people and downsized down to, I think we're at 60 something, or I think we're at 70 how total did you, clients. How did you communicate with them, Naylor, that, Hey, we're not taking care of you, this service next year. How, how did yeah. that go down? It was a variety of things. So really depended on, on, on multiple variables. Like, so over the year, over the years, I've met a lot of local lawn and landscapers uh, in the area, you know, like literally one guy I met last summer for the first time, he, he rolled up on a street when I was by myself. Cause the one guy I had called out mm-hmm. and I'm by myself on a hot summer day, trying to mow this lawn that I should mm-hmm. not have taken on way too big in an area that was a little bit further than where I want to be, but I was hoping to grow, right. Mm-hmm. I was trying to grow and expand my service area a little bit. Um, but because of staffing, I realized that that probably wasn't, you know, I, I can't maintain this. I mean, maybe we'll go back out there at some point, but so this guy rolls through and he, I seen his truck and trailer a few times, um, in passing and he parks and he gets out and he's like, Hey man, how's it going? I was just listening to your podcast. You and Paul are hysterical. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> he was like driving the truck and he's just listening to you and me just laughing it up on the, on my podcast, some episode, whatever it was back then. I was like, Oh man, I'm like, that's awesome. So we had a good, like 30 minute talk in the blazing heat and all that. But so the point is we become friends over time and he's got my card. I have his card and I've texted him a few times and I gave him that customer, like that customer they were at. That's just one example of one way of getting rid of someone is like, literally I didn't wait till the end of the year for that customer. I was like, give them to your listeners. What's that? (laughs) Just pass them out to your listeners. listeners. Yeah. (laughs) On today's LCR media show. All right. We got uh, sweet (laughs) suit at uh, seven (laughs) fifteen. Yeah. Well, no, because I I got another one over here. Oh, Rick. (laughs) Oh, who wants Rick? Oh, caller number nine. You <laughs> that's that's great, Paul. Oh man, that's classic. But because you know, I, I get to know these folks and where their service areas are, so I'm always trying to help them. So what happens is they tell me, "Yeah, I really want to get more clients here." Mm-hmm. You know, so what we end up doing is we end up swapping sometimes. Like they'll give me customers, like they'll not give me, they'll like you know, like give me a number or they'll right. refer them to call me or whatever and give me the opportunity to get those customers if they get contacted by them mm-hmm. that they know is closer to me and not mm-hmm. them. So that was kind of the situation. He was like, man, I wish I can get, he already had, he had two yards on that street and I just had one. So he was coming out there for two and I was going out for one. Mm-hmm. just didn't make sense. I'm like, so I text him, you want a three for one, three for one stop. And he's like, oh, I would love that. I was like, all right, cool. It's, it's a little bit of a, a, a little work. He's got a pool in the back and you know how that goes. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, and I followed up with him. I saw him the other day at the dealer and he was like, Oh yeah, everything's working out great with whatever that guy's name was, the customer's name. He was like, yeah, I mean that pool, that backyard though. I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, no, but it's good though. Now I, you know, it's, it's profitable and I can be there for three yards. And maybe he said he's got more. I don't really remember, but that specifics, but I mean, so it's, it's not like I'm trying to get rid of bad people or something. They're, they're all good clients. You know, the, the bad people, the PETAs and all that, I just tell them I can't service your property anymore. I'm sorry, but I wait till the end of the year, unless, 
unless it's that that desperate of a situation like like this situation i'm like i just can't come out here anymore it's taking too much time and all this and, and he wasn't really appreciating how it was coming different days and all that so i'm like you know let, let, let me give it to this other see this other guy wants it help and so it helped both people him and and the and uh, that customer but all the majority of the other people that i wait till the end of the year i just wait till we're done with the year and i sent them out an email and said unfortunately due to unforeseen circumstances or whatever just a nice professional thing yeah. about how you know i'm downsizing or I'm, I'm restructuring my service area whatever you know happens to be the terminology mm-hmm. i won't be able to service your property anymore here's some referrals That's uh, really for good. some folks in your area that, you know, you might want to reach out to things like that. Yeah. So I think that, are, I think that referral you add in yeah. the referral, it, it covers you. Cause that way it's like, yeah, I still I want think to have a, a special bad name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All these people still know each other. I get so much <laughs> right. work from friends and family all over the same general area. They yeah. might be in different you you got to be very careful whether it's in lawn care or some other profession, you got to transition very delicately, you know, Go in there and say, see you. What would it be you? You know, <laughs> there was, you're going to laugh. There was good old Randy, though. Good old Randy the other, a couple weeks ago, man. I, uh, <laughs> there's a, a customer in a premier neighborhood that we're in on a circle where we had three yards and he was in the middle. It started with him and then I branched off to the other two. And, you know, I've had some more also in that circle, but they moved and the other people that moved in took care of their own lawn or whatever. But, Good old Randy. He, uh, <laughs> for whatever, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was a Jeffrey. He's definitely a PETA customer for sure. And, and I was like, man, this is not the year I am not feeling this this year, meaning last year. Like I am not feeling Randy this year. Like I need to get rid of Randy, but it was hard for me. Cause I'm like, how am I going to not mow Randy? <laughs> mow his two neighbors. neighbors. <laughs> Randy's chilling in the middle. Like that's going to be so awkward. Oh. But, so I was just like, Oh, so I was contemplating it all. Right. And then Randy, Randy takes the, t- takes the uh, bull by the horns. I guess he was getting sick of me too. I don't know. Sick of me, not, not, you know, kissing his butt or whatever. I don't know what it's his not was, you. But it's me. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, but he's just super high maintenance. And like he would, one time I texted him, why do you give me such a hard time, Randy? I'm trying to you do said my that best. Too? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess around with these people, man. Oh. Come on, man. <laughs> You're not gonna stress me out. Oh man! Like, what did you like, say to him? I, I said, "Why are you giving me such a hard time, Randy? Every time oh. we come, it's something. Like oh, I do the best man. I can every time. Because like, oh. it's, like he's emailing me, and texting me, and calling me. It's like nonstop. Like we're on the property. He comes out. Hey, don't forget the blah blah. All right, Randy, we got it. And then we leave, and I I get the next property down the street, and he's got a text. I thought you were gonna blah blah blah. I'm like, dude. I'm like, we did that, or we. This is what we talked about, not this. Like it's it's just like he's just one of those people that I guess is really um, hands on." You know, we'll say that he just really wants to be on top of everything and make sure that everything is hundred percent the way he wants it. And it's like, at that point, maybe you should just take care of your own property, you know, which he used to do, but he's getting older. So now he's like, that's another thing. You got to be aware of those homeowners that, you know, they are really committed to their lawn and now for maybe their health or whatever that convinced them to find someone to take care of for them. Now they're going to be out there nitpicking every little but thing. Did you ever hear that story grass. Jason Creole shared on the story about his customer on a uh, second app of the fertilization, he rolls up and, and, uh, the, did you ever hear that story? The guy comes out of the garage. I, I think so, but he, he comes out of the garage and what? Maybe I'll remember. His yard looked flawless and, and it yeah. looked really nice. And so I think Jason says something like, man, the yard's looking good. And the guy's like, not because of you, because of me. And then he's like, oh. he's like, you're doing a bad job and I'm doing a good job. And he's like, get out of my yard. He's like, you're fired. And he fired Jason. Oh. Jason only did one application and this guy fired Jason, good old Jason Creole. Oh, I do remember that. That's so unfortunate. That that's, that's a Randy right there. Yeah. He comes walking out of garage and and then, Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, so, so Randy was just like, um, he emailed, like I sent an email. I don't maybe I did or didn't, I don't remember, but I might've sent out a generic email to folks telling that spring's coming, you know, and the mowing schedule is coming out soon. Like all the business updates, I changed more things than what I've said too, but I sent out like a basic business update email to, to all the people that I was still keeping on. Mm -hmm. So that might've been what he responded to potentially, but regardless, he sent me an email saying, um, 
hold off on any services for now until I figure some things out or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, what does that mean? Like, whatever, I'm not doing anything anyway. I mean, it's still like a month or so out. And the whole time I'm like, man, I really wish I could just get rid of this guy. Like, why, why can't I just get rid of him? Why is this so hard for me? Like, I know it's going to be awkward, but it's going to be more frustrating than awkward to, to, to deal with him. So at the last minute, like two weeks or something before we started mowing, I sent them a, an email that said, you know, unfortunately, and then it wasn't as beautiful as what I said to you. It was just more to direct and to the point. Like, unfortunately, you know, we're not going to be taking care of your lawn anymore. And he said, you're right. Correct. Explanation point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, good old Randy. Oh, like, man. Now do you, now first. do you, yeah. Now do you see him when you do the other two still? Uh, I haven't seen him yet. I, uh, we were doing mulch okay. for them. And I don't know if I, I didn't say anything yet. I didn't make that, that send that email oh. yet. And he drove by, he drove, you know, pulled out the driveway, gave me the old, you know, obligatory wave and that was it. But, um, uh, yeah, I haven't seen him since we started mowing, but he's got someone else cutting his yard. I saw some fresh stripes, uh, this week and I was like, okay. Oh goodness. I hope he's happy with these people. He's been through so many people. Apparently I was like the 10th company that he's had or something just very, very particular. Yeah, and and I, I think that's important right there, Rook. When you, when we're vetting customers, figure out what, why is the other company not here? Yeah. You right. might have picked up on that. I'm not saying you didn't vet well enough. Um, but sometimes we, they'll tell on themselves like, Oh, well, the yeah. last guy, blah, blah, blah. And you'll know the right. other company and be like, I know Mario. He actually does pretty good. You know, he does 25 yards in the neighborhood and does a pretty good. I, I know the names of the other companies. So if they start saying, right. Oh, well this company, and I know that company's, you know, legit, then it's like, I think it's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I usually am able to pick up on that kind of stuff, but sometimes, so when, you know, when you get to a certain level, like I, there's so many people I don't even meet. Mm-hmm. I just quote them, you know, like online, right. I can look up on service autopilot, measure their property. If I feel the need, I'll zip by real quick to make sure there's not like a pool and a trampoline and a swing set or something in the backyard that wasn't on the, on the, right. uh, you know, satellite picture or whatever. But even still, uh, it's always in, in my, you know, estimates that this could change after the first Vol- visit. And if what, there's something a volleyball, there we don't know about. A volleyball court. Yeah, volleyball net. <laughs> oh, you'll be more. What we can come of, back to next week. There's a volleyball net. Yeah. A fence put <laughs> in like, what yeah. the? <laughs> yeah. So a fence with a small gate all of a sudden, like, yeah. So, you know, that stuff's going to happen, but, but mo- for the most part, you know, you, I can measure it out. It's all in, in the system that, you know, the square footage with the rate that, that, that applies to that square footage that's already pre-programmed in the system. And I just sent it out. So, I mean, half times we're like, we're mowing people for like a month before we even get to see them face to face. We might right. see them driving by and that's about it. I don't even know if that's them. So um, sometimes that that's the unfortunate thing about that. Um, not like going on everyone's property for every single quote and meeting every single person when, when you're doing more scalable things, you miss some of those cues, right. Where you're not like, Oh, this person's going to be a PETA. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that, but yeah, definitely red flags are key like that. But I discovered that stuff after the fact that, cause the neighbor started tattling on him, you know, uh-huh. like what a pain in the neck he is. And he's on his like, you know, 10th person or whatever. And it, it's just crazy. Like even my neighbor across the street, had some guy today show up right before I left to mow their lawn. And I'm like, Who's that? I've never seen this person before. And I turn around to my wife. Oh, they're out neighbors around the 10th person to this year, honey. <laughs> like, oh, wow. That was in your neighborhood. They, yeah. It was across the street neighbor They're You know, the, they're interesting folks to begin with. They're probably super cheap. And for whatever reason, they just, um, they, they always have they, like literally in one season, they have multiple different people um, mow their lawn. It's like, they can't stick with one person for even a whole season. So um, people like that, you want to stay away from a hundred percent because that's not loyalty. That's not going to help your company grow. And I try to get rid of those people all the time. But so I had a mix of a lot of that kind of stuff going on last year. I had people like that, people like Randy, you know, I try to be professional, try to let, you know, let, let these people um, go professionally, give them referrals, if I need to like midsummer transition out of it, I'll find someone right away if I can and then pivot right in. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always try to make it the best situation that I can mm-hmm. to give myself out of a situation that is not the best. Um, but so in a couple of the things I changed up, I, uh, I made everyone, even the old people, not old in age necessarily, all of my like original folks 
everyone had to have a credit card on file this year. Like, so for the past few years, every new person has a credit card on file, but all of my other folks, I just grandfathered them in the other 30 to 40 original Mm -hmm. uh, folks that didn't automatically give me a credit card just for fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't go back and mandate them, you know, uh, over the years to put a credit card on file. I just made every new person do that. So at one point we crossed like the 50, 50 threshold where I had more people with a credit card on file than not, but I still had, a good amount of people, you know, that didn't have it, like, you know, 30 people or something. And that was annoying because sometimes those people would act and normally those people wouldn't pay late. I just had to wait for the check to come in the mail and all that, but you know, checks in the mail, Rook. yeah, checks in the mail, but it really would be in the mail and it would come, you know, in, in mm-hmm. within a good time frame. you know, the seven days or 14 day grace period or whatever, but sometimes it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And with everything going on last year, it, I was like, so done with that. Like I was just so tired of, Every, every major pain point last year, I just addressed them and got rid of it or fixed it or whatever, eliminated it so that I can have a better year. Uh, the one thing that I'm still struggling with is staffing. That's just something that you can't, you can't just Before we get into that, back it. to the cards on file, how successful are you now with, with the cards on file? Yeah. So every single, well, well, I, I flat out told everybody that I will not, this was in the business updates that I sent out. Uh I told, which was months ago, Uh I said, we won't start the mowing season until you have a credit card on file. I said it in more words than that, but Uh um, you know, and and then when it came like two weeks or whatever, before we started, I Uh went through and found the people that didn't have a credit card on file yet and sent an email out to that half a dozen people. And I made sure that Uh I, and there's one person that we haven't mowed yet because she hasn't read a single email or responded to it. And it's unfortunate. We haven't mowed her lawn in two weeks. It's going to be super overgrown. Now I'm gonna have to hit her up with like a, a you know, a, a upcharge because her lawn's going to be overgrown because for whatever reason, she stopped checking emails. And she's one of the people that I need to have a credit card on file because she's been late every month for the, the end you of the month. You try giving season. her a phone call or? Um, yeah, so I don't have her phone number, unfortunately. Oh. That's the problem there. I, I, I didn't, apparently I didn't get that however many years ago, but that's a whole intricate story with that. Her dad, I had his email because he had everything set up for her. They moved into a house that I used to take care of in the beginning of my business. The lady was super nice, referred me to so many people in the neighborhood, helped me grow with the route density in the neighborhood that you saw me in that one mm-hmm. uh, couple years back. Not that section, but different section of the same neighborhood. But she moved to a place that was already the had like zero uh, had maintenance free. You know, they paid for someone else to like yeah. for the uh, HOA to be taken care of. So she didn't need me, unfortunately. I wish I could take you with me, but they take care of the lawn or whatever. But right. you know, I'll refer you to the people that are moving in. So those are the people. So I'm still taking care of the same lawn. You know, same property, same stuff. I increased my pricing. Took that opportunity to increase my pricing for the the new people and all that. And um, yeah. because I was trying to still learning and trying to get my pricing under un, you know under control. The first few years, you don't really know. You got to figure it out and get your numbers straight. And, and but but like her dad, the people that moved in, it was a, a not like a a kid, but she was young enough, I guess, that her dad was still very involved and and wanted to help out, or maybe she was fresh out of college type deal. I don't know. But so I still had his email from years ago. So mm-hmm. I dug. I'm like, oh, where you know, I'm just figuring out. I finally found his email, and I emailed him and said, hey, I'm just concerned about you know so and so. I haven't I haven't heard from her. She hasn't read several emails. Um, it's not really like her. I just there's some important business updates that, that I needed her to respond to take action to Can you just, you know, follow up or whatever, something along those lines. And he was like, Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'll check on it. And then he said, yeah, she's behind on her emails. She'll get back to you soon. And I'm thinking to myself <laughs> behind on your emails oh, for months. What the heck is happening? So anyway, so there's that one person, everyone else followed in line. I lost two people because of uh, the credit card thing. They're like, um, actually I lost two people for two different reasons. One person I lost because they said, I don't feel comfortable putting my credit card on file. So I won't do it. And I I can't, and I, and I can't, um, I I understand you have to increase prices with all the raising, rising costs, but I'm going to need to find someone more affordable. Okay. And that doesn't require a card on file. I'm like, whatever. And to be honest, she wasn't my favorite customer. Right. That, anyway. that sounds, that's stressing so, me out like, just hearing it. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, bye. And the other person wasn't already had a credit card on file. Um, they just said that they couldn't, that they lost the, his spouse, lost their job or had okay. an unexpected yeah. job change. Right. 
and they're going to have to figure out the budgeting and all that stuff. Yeah. But what if that's really true or not? Maybe that means we're going to find someone cheaper. I don't know. Yeah. But regardless, so I've only it's very very minimal, right? Like out of you know seventy yeah. people or whatever. Now, do you charge very minimal? So you have the cards on file. What do you charge them the day that you do the service, or how does the billing work with your new billing system for this year? Yeah. So the only thing that changed with the billing system is that there's a card on file to charge if they're late. So oh. I, I, I still let Nancy and grandma or her Fenerbler and all that pay by check. Cause they're like freaked out about I paying thought she lives in Fairfield County. Yeah. <laughs> but they, yeah. But they have a card on file so that I don't have to chase the money. Cause what would happen is, you know, as you would know, as you know, it's like, where's the check? Oh, the check's in the mail. No, not really. Oh, it's under the grill. You have to play all these games. And, right. and I was just tired of that. So <laughs> over the years I whittled that down to, very minimal, but I wanted to eliminate that hundred percent this year. So now for one thing, also a lot of people just said, can you just set me up as auto? Cause I said that also in the email, I was like, yeah. I will not use, cause I know some people are really up, like would be upset. So I wanted to tell people and, and, and they're good people and it's route density. So I'm not trying to just blow up my business or anything. Right. <clears throat> I'm just trying to make it easier for everybody. So I, I told people, you know, in addition to having a credit card file, I said that it, it's only so that I can uh, charge it for past due invoices, unless you want me to set up auto pay and I will just charge it every month, um, at the end of the, at the end of the month or whatever. And a bunch of people set up auto pay. Like you just nice. click auto pay when they put it their credit card and says, or they responded, yeah, can you just charge them a card every month? It's one less thing we got to worry about. And I'm like, absolutely. Exactly. Amen. Um, but you know, so that's happened too, but for everybody else, they still send me checks, but if they're late, I charge their card. I got it. And this there way it goes in 48 hours later. So yeah. I don't have to play the follow-up email game and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to bring you back on for another show one of these days. Cause I want to get into oh, staffing yeah. and I want to get into your business. This was all oh. the, this was all the intro. We didn't even get into the, to oh. the meat and potatoes here, but uh, cause you, I know yeah. you told me you have to be going Holy at three 30 and we, Literally didn't Time even get flies. into what I wanted to get into. So oh, I wanted man. to get into staffing in this year, but we, we, we primed the pump here. So if you guys <laughs> want more, um, Naylor, go ahead and shout out your, your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is the LCR media podcast and I'm actually going to be sharing some more updates about my business some recent updates that Paul and I have spoken about off air already. I kind of gave him the inside scoop of um, something, something crazy that I, that I did. Um, to hopefully try and change things for the better for my business with staffing anyway. So we'll see how that plays out um, in the near future, but I'll definitely be recording an episode and putting that out sooner than later. So you guys can go to the LCR media podcast and, and see what that is. And maybe it'll inspire you. Maybe it'll give you some ideas, just ways to persevere and to move on, keep moving forward and not, not let it get you down because um, it, it, you know, you have to make these changes. Like I said, soft reset, the, the year is still starting off kind of rocky, not, not as good as I wanted it to start off. It's kind of like starting the way it ended, but I made a lot of changes to help it not be as bad. So like I said, it downsized a little bit. So, um, but then people just keep constantly contacting me because it's that, it's that time right now where people are just really wanting to get this stuff done and they, they don't have time to do it themselves or don't want to or whatever. So it's a great opportunity to get work, but you have to be able to get the work done. That's, that's the uh, caveat there. So. Totally. Well, I, I appreciate your time, Naylor, and uh, hopefully we'll bring you back on here in the, in the near future. And, and uh, we'll have to do a big uh, Equip Expo um, announcement uh, at the proper time as well, because you you uh, always got stuff going on behind the scenes for the community and pioneering um, your creative juices and edge. You just want once something gets stabilized, you, you're you're working on the next project. So you got some exciting news for us. Uh, sooner and later we can get you on to talk about that. Look at you lighting up like a Christmas tree, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Thanks. I was going to say, yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> but I didn't want to cut you off. So. Oh, go ahead. Uh, All right. Well, times, yeah. Man. Thanks for Thanks again to today's show sponsor jobber. If you guys are looking for that CRM, like Naylor said, get, get customers cards on file. Uh, check out our friends at jobber. That's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Thanks for listening. Smash that follow button. And we're on the YouTube. I guess, what do they have over there? Naylor, they have a subscribe button, huh? They sure do. I'm yep. so used to um, podcasting, which is a follow, but su subscribe, follow. Um, if you're listening, the YouTube channel is called Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. So 
please head on over yeah. there and, and smash that subscribe. For go. sure. Yeah. Don't All forget right. to check out the Lawn Care Rookies YouTube channel too. I've been starting to put some videos up here and there. Crank it out, too. man. You were in 2020, you were getting at it when we were at the, um, remember we were at that hotel and I got stuck in the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, we we that had was like a 25 best. minute uh, oh, laughing session was, and then all the crazy people that were there yeah, trying to get in the elevator. <laughs> All the girls and everything. Yeah, that was well, that, that was, that and was then a great time. And then like, all right, we finally get there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed, bro. It's two thirty in the morning. I want to try all my clothes. <laughs> you just tried all that. <laughs> oh, the Toro stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah all the Toro. It's two thirty. Going to bed. Like, so then, half hour later, I'm sitting there. What are you doing over there? He's packing all his pillows. I gotta build a what? Do, oh, a man. pillow wife. A pillow wife. Because oh man. <laughs> I'm not used to sleeping by myself, so I got to go with a pillow. Oh, what are you doing over there? So he put all the pillows together so he could have snuggle, pretend he's <laughs> snuggling with his wife. Get to bed, Rookies. <laughs> those were the good times. Oh, those are yeah, fun, man. Then I, then I started podcasting, and I had to put all my attention into that, and it was hard for me to to YouTube as frequently right. as I was before and podcast. Well, like something that's has why, to get, yeah, so that's why this is my first time YouTubing a podcast in a while because it's just so hard to do both. And um, yeah, Fullerton makes everything look so easy. Every, every time, I, <laughs> oh, it's Graham, YouTube, what is this guy doing? So he's got a spreadsheet. He's like, oh, time to post. Oh, does he really? Instagram? No, I'm just uh, saying he probably does. Probably does. <laughs> but he acts, he acts like it's just so effortless and, and easy. He's efficient. He's very efficient. He, yeah, he, That's what he, it really, is. he really is. Well, I appreciate your time, Rook. We were joking. That we had an hour and, and there is an <laughs> hour later. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank thank you for your time. See ya. All right. Thanks. This has been a Jameson Media and Mister Producer production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.